Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to FF episode 2434. Mike's Daily Podcast. 2434. It's Mike. It's not much more than Mike. It's really just Mike and nothing else except this microphone that I'm talking into and I might be singing to. I don't know what this is. So I'm through. Done with this song. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. Yes, it is daily or it has been the past oh, couple days anyways. Mike's so it's great daily to have you here. Podcast. I'm not going to talk about yeah. stuff in the news that's in, in Russia, abortion, everything, all those big topics today now. Inflation. Oh, I did kind of talk about that last show. We we're talking about inflation and inflammation. I think you should be more more worried about inflammation in your body and trying to fight that as best you can. And you'll feel better. And be and you'll you'll be more likely to deal with things like inflation. Now I lived through a huge inflation period. What was it, the late seventies? I remember asking my mom, why are things so expensive? Why are gas prices so high? And oh yeah, she blamed it all on Jimmy Carter. But she was like, it's inflation. And I said, I don't know. And she said, the interest rates are really high. Well, our interest rates are nowhere near as high as they were back then. But they're on the way up. And at some point, I believe the Fed tries to raise the interest rates to help bring down the inflation. I'm not sure how it all works I I was not I got detoured in my learning all I wanted to do was learn about radio and communicating and communication but then I didn't realize oh but if you learn these other things you might end up getting rich Mike not in the radio world but in the money world and here's today's podcast picture if you understand all those things how they were going back and forth and whatnot and I'm not materialistic had I been more materialistic, maybe, you know, buying, oh, I want to buy the newest shiny thing, then I would probably be more, be more concerned about money, etc. But we all need a little money, don't we, to live in this world. So my podcast picture today is, I guess, I'm, I'm hitting the fundamentals, the, fum, the fumble, fumblementals, the fundamentals. Today I'm talking about a cat. Well... There is a cat in the podcast picture. See Patches at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. Patches is on this guy's bed, the late great Basil the Boxer's bed. Oh, he loved that bed so. Patches is hanging out on the bed, enjoying it. Okay. So I just don't have a mi- I I don't have a good mind for numbers, which is technically the people that are into the financial world are good at that. They're good at numbers. Also, to be good at money, you got to know about products and what there is out there that makes money and the good and the bad. And I, I could see where I could get interested in something like that because I find products in general interesting. All kinds of products. Think of it as a grocery Store, you're walking through the store, you're looking up and down all the shelves with all the different products. You have cereal, you have jars of clay. That was a band. 
And I cannot think of a single song They they were huge In the 90s They were like a Christian crossover band And then later When I was married My then wife Who loved Jars of Clay And loved all those Christian bands Were in Huntsville, Alabama Where they have this huge thing called Big Spring Jam And it doesn't happen in the spring But it happens around a spring There is a spring in Huntsville In the middle of the city There is water burbling up And they've created like a little lake And a little stream And a nice park So they have Big Spring Jam all around there And there were all these acts In one evening And and you just walk around You go from stage to stage In one evening we saw Jars of Clay Which was They're huge in the south The uh, What was it? Oh, Joan Jett And War War was there Doing all their Da 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 Yes So That was Huntsville I miss Huntsville I'm gonna tell you right now Someday I'm gonna end up Back in Huntsville I really loved it I got a taste of it When I was A growing up Californian And then I I, I go to Huntsville For two years In 2007 And I I got bit I loved it Not just by the huge mosquitoes They have there But by And the noceums The noceums everywhere The little bugs that attack your ankles But no I got bit by the The people Not No they're not vampires They're just wonderful Hospitable Kind people And and the beautiful scenery And I I love it And I love California too But Someday I think I might end up In Huntsville what was I talking about? Oh, products. So you're walking around, you're looking at all these products. Some of them make money for you in different ways, okay? Hey, Mike, I got a hundred bucks. I want to make that hundred bucks grow. What do I do? So you look around and you look at some of the products that might, you know, okay, well, you got to put this at the most basic level. You've got your bank, and your bank tells you, oh, you can do a CD. And you put the money away for three w- months. And you get the money out at the end of three months And then they add a little bit extra And then you got stuff that earns even more money But it's more of a risk Because you could just lose it all Etc Yes And at that point I get lost too At that point I don't care anymore At that point I hear jars of clay Oh yeah lift me up if I fall, I'll lift me up uh, Lift me up And if I could rain after 40 days Yes, I do remember when they were performing in Huntsville That they were all in like these goofy gym shorts That I wore in the, in the 80s as a kid Gym shorts Everybody was wearing these goofy running shorts Guys were wearing these short shorts in the 80s looked ridiculous and they so they were wearing that at that performance in Alabama I don't know if it was because it was really hot and humid because though they do not do big spring jam in the spring they do do it at the end of the summer and it's still really hot around then so I love radio I fell in love with radio and I love music as you could probably tell 
who the heck is going to suddenly bust out jars of clay in their conversation on their podcast as we go outside a cafe anyway where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Drove Alley to the last place on earth. I'll tell you who, Mike Matthews. Mike Matthews here at Cafe Anyway. And I'll tell you, I'm a manager. And I've been a manager for probably, I, I think we're coming up on five years this year. And I also did some managing earlier in my radio career. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's much easier when I first started managing. People were, people were sensible. Nowadays, oh, and, and, and at that point, we didn't really have millennials yet. But as a manager, I will tell you, as a Gen Z, a Gen Xer, I'm a Gen Xer, and as a Gen Xer manager, I'll tell you what gets old is hearing millennials and Gen Zers just offer up to you this information. Mike, I'm great. I'm I deserve more money. Yes. Of course, of course you are. Of course you're great. Of course you deserve more money. No one, no one believes that more than I do about myself. Believe me. I have worked, I have worked minimum wage. Heck, I still work minimum wage in some respects. But you know, the thing is, you telling me that, and I'm not the budget man, that's great. That's fine. You tell me that constantly. That gets old. And I'll tell you, every manager today is dealing with that. Because millennials and Gen Zers, they ain't going to put up with it. They're not going to suffer in solitude. They're not going to suffer quietly. They're going to let you know. And like I, I, I work with this one guy who tells me every day how he deserves more money. Oh, because I do this, this, and this. Oh, and Mike, I got this bill, this bill, and this bill. And what he doesn't tell me is how many video games he buys. But and I, I do this, and I do this, and I. And what he doesn't tell me is how often he eats out. And and I need this, and I need that. I need this money, and I need this money. I want to get married. Da 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 da. And is it you know? Okay, I got a lot of stuff I want to do in my life. I am also a human being with needs. And yes, money grants you. Your, the ability to attain some of these needs. But it, it gets old, buddy. It gets old, everybody. It gets old as a manager. If you're a manager that deals with this sort of incessant, oh, I am this, I'm great, I'm super. Hey, did you know, hey, did I tell you today how great I am? And I understand, I understand that we all sh- we all d- deserve praises and and when i was younger i did not get praise when i deserved it and I, I saw a lot of people around me who deserved praise who didn't get it and we complained and why did well you know our bosses were mostly old men that were drunk most of the time old white men that were drunk they'd work their 9 to 5 then they'd go home and drink a zillion martinis and pass out so they did, you know, oh, am I supposed to tell you you're good? Oh, oops. They didn't know that. God bless them. They didn't know that. Nowadays, though, I mean, it's like, okay, come on. Let's show a little respect to each other. And I appreciate that. As a society, we are saying, hey, I am an underappreciated party. I deserve some respect. I get that. 
But look, it's getting old. Anyway, this conversation's getting old. How about this? So a lot of people are taking their revenge on their employers by saying, I am sick with COVID. Are all of them sick with COVID? Maybe some. Maybe all. I don't know. I'm making a gross overgeneralization. But I will tell you that... Oh, by the way, before I go into that fascinating bit of news, here's something that you probably didn't know. And this is according to businessinsider.com. So I said that all about millennials. But don't think that millennials are more are the most sensitive are way more sensitive than us Gen Xers check it out millennials are being known for being sensitive but society may be applying the label to the wrong generation turns out older generations are hypersensitive are more hypersensitive than younger generations the journal psychology and aging recently found and this was published Oh, this is not recent. Sorry. <laughs> this is this is 3 years ago. So maybe this has gotten worse or better, I don't know, but it's fascinating at any rate in Business Insider that the researchers defined hypersensitivity as being unreceptive to others' feedback and lashing out at any criticism towards oneself. Huh? All right, so un, so you're not listening to other people's feedback, so you're you're being you're you're just you know you're being stubborn and lashing out at any criticism, so you're being oversensitive. Gotcha. That's how they defined it. That's one thing I learned in my communication studies class. When you're doing the study, you got to define all your stuff. And have your uh, What do you call it Controls And whatnot. The largest So this was the largest Study on narcissism Up to that point Two years ago But it examined Six previously collected Data sets It included nearly 750 people Ages 13 to 77 And it found That it It That the narcissistic Personality disorder Well it was doing a study On narcissism uh, Narcissistic personality disorder According to the Mayo Clinic Is a mental state That involves An inflated sense Of self importance <laughs> Yes So this is sort of what we are Dealing with Managers today Inflated sense of self-importance From employees But Is it a narcissistic personality disorder To have that You also need a need for excessive attention And admiration A lack of empathy Is also involved And Low self-esteem Vulnerable to criticism These traits exist on a spectrum And they can exist Even if the person Does not have the disorder Researchers found that as people in the study aged, they became less sensitive with hypersensitivity, sharply declining at age 40. But when they looked at generation-specific trends, they found that younger generations were less sensitive than their parents. 
Uh, let's see. A. Oh, now there's a guy named Neil Howe. Neil Howe, not to be confused with Steve Howe, who was the amazing guitarist from Yes in the early years. And then he left for a while. Then Trevor Raven took over and he was amazing. And then Steve Howe came back. And Steve Howe was also with a band called GTR and did a lot of rock stuff. He's, I think he's still alive. But Neil Howe is a generational expert. And he said that news organizations often refer to millennials as Generation Snowflake. And that's a disparaging term for being sheltered, politically correct, and sensitive. And this interview was in 2017. While the stereotype stereotype has kernels of truth, uh, Howe said the criticism paints a disordered picture. Neil said to focus just on these traits in a negative way typically leads to associated claims about millennials that have no basis in fact. And it tempts us to overlook genuine millennial strengths that will likely hugely benefit our country in years to come. This is back in 2017. For example, millennials are generally earnest, positive, accepting of others, optimistic, and th- these qualities have greater influence in the long run. This was according to Joel Stein, who did a story about this in Time Magazine in 2013, exploring the stereotype of millennials as lazy and entitled. Baby boomers, he said, are known as the me generation, but they produced millennials, the me, me, me generation. He found that there was a bigger picture beyond the stereotype. A generation's greatness, he wrote, is determined by how they react to the challenges that befall them. And, just as important, by how we react to them. Fascinating. So, it's never, you know, black and white. Unless it's an old movie that had no color. And when they colorize it, it looks awful. But yes. So, people are... Getting COVID Left and right People are Now Now that we are Vaccinated Or a lot of us are You're still hearing About people coming down With COVID And They COVID-19 Testing is an important part Of both treatment And prevention Many different Testing options Are now available The gold standard for detecting an active infection is molecular tests that look for viral genetic material, commonly referred to as a PCR test. Rapid antigen tests are another option, less accurate, but check it out. Those are the ones you get for free from the CDC, but they're less accurate. Now, according to GoodRx.com, if you have symptoms or have recently been exposed, knowing the best time to take the PCR test can be tricky and timing can affect the accuracy of the test. How accurate are COVID-19 viral tests? They are used to detect active infection. There are currently two main kinds, the molecular test, which looks like it is the more Reliable of the two They're, But they are not perfect 
When someone is first infected with COVID, the level of virus in their body may be very low and the test might not be able to detect it. This leads to a false negative result. One review estimated that 100% of molecular tests will be falsely negative on the first day of infection. Wow. As the infection continues and the virus replicates, there will be more viral genetic material for the COVID test to detect. So then by day five, the chance of a falsely negative test result goes down to 40%. If you wait to day eight, if you wait till day eight to get the test, the molecular test, your chance of getting a false negative goes down to 20%. But at this point, you've waited a long time. Have you been isolating? Have you been infecting others? The risk of a false positive result is very low. So if your test is positive, then you should isolate until your symptoms resolve. So pretty much if you get the positive, then it's, uh uh-oh. Hey, you're getting free money from your company for just sitting at home for two weeks. And, but you're also sick and you might feel miserable and and other bad things might happen. And we don't want that to happen to you either. But the antigen tests, the free ones that you get from the CDC, go to their website, cdc.gov. They're cheaper, faster. They look for specific surface proteins found on the COVID virus. It needs a higher level of viral material to be positive than a molecular test. This means that a positive antigen test is also very reliable. So if it says it's positive, doesn't matter. You got it. You pretty much bet that you have COVID. But if it says negative, now we're getting into the... This also means negative antigen tests are less reliable than negative molecular tests. A false negative is more likely. A molecular test is generally recommended to confirm a negative antigen test. But if it says positive, uh uh-oh. Now, there's a little bit more about false and da-da-da and if uh, why you should get tested and all of that. And the difference between viral and antibody tests and antigen tests and whatnot. And that's all at goodrx.com to read up more on that. But wear your mask still. And it's just, I'm noticing that just more people are getting it now. I've known three people in the past couple of months to get covid So, if you develop symptoms, you should get a COVID-19 test right away. If you've been in close contact with someone with COVID, your vaccination status affects the best time to test. If an early test is negative, it may be reasonable to repeat the test in five to seven days, just to be sure. Outside of Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth, look who's here. Hello, Michael Masters, Madam Rudebegond. I love jars of clay. Oh, you do? Do you like the jars that are made of glass? Yes. Do you like the jars that are made out of Nerf? Yes. Do you like the ones that are made out of plastic? No. Of course not. Look who else is here. 
Oh, there, Mike. This is Valentino, the packing and thinking. And it's a bison Bentley. Mike, you know what? The whole world needs to take a COVID test. I'd like to buy the world a COVID test and keep it company. It's the song I'd sing. The yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah, I don't know if that was a COVID test or Coke test or whatever, but yes. There we go. We covered a lot. What do you think about all of this stuff? You can call me. 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6-MM as in Mike Matthews. Daily as in what this podcast has been for a couple of days. We'll try to keep it going. Life. Life is stressful. Life is crazy. But find the positive people in life. Find the positive things in life. Stay away from the stuff that will pull you down. The stuff that's negative. The stuff that's, uh, you know, going to hurt you. Health-wise, mentally, try and stay away from that stuff. It's my little takeaway for you. And if you're going to have some takeaway, take away some healthy food. Take it out and take it home and eat it with a good friend. And life will be great. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, John Deere the Engineer. You can also email me, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. And to repeat all of that, it's a friend. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.